Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. And today, we are talking about the most common nutritional mistakes in BJJ. Yes, there's many. There's so many. And uh, look, we thought we'd get quite clear on what people do wrong and what we've all done wrong at times, and then the things that we can do right or things that work for us and share those with you and uh, see how that hits, how that lands. But uh, I'm going to get you to set it off for us today, Joey. <clears throat> all right. So I guess the first thing we've got to acknowledge when we're talking about nutrition is that it is a huge world uh, in terms of the science. There's new things being discovered all the time. And if you're in strength and conditioning realm or if you follow bodybuilding or any of that, you're aware that, this, that there's, there's always new stuff coming out. And so it's very easy to get caught up with um, latest trends, latest fads. I mean, fuck, if you listen to Joe Rogan, Sure. You'd be following keto, you'd be following paleo, I don't know, you're doing carnivore, carnivore now. Yep. You know, and, and like every, the, the crazy shit is, is that every time it's like, no, this is the one. This is the one that, what, you know? <laughs> yes. And then there's some scientist on there who's like, yeah, I've dedicated my life to studying this and this is the one. And you're like, well, this guy's a scientist and he's dedicated his life to it. It must be right. Yeah. Um, what we know from our experience, and this is being around people who are very high level at uh, their game in the, the coaching realm, in the strength realm, in jiu-jitsu, is that sticking to fundamentals is what works. Yes, it's key. Um, so we're going to go into those mistakes and we're going to kind of discuss what the, what the fundamentals are as we go. First mistake that we see a lot, I would say all the time, is under-eating. Yes, and I think one of the biggest contributors to that is we start Brazilian jiu-jitsu and we don't understand how hard it is, like, calorie expenditure wise even though you know plenty of people out there tracking their steps and doing these things it's only recently um that people are actually trying to wear a wearable in jiu-jitsu because it's kind of hard right so you you might go to jiu-jitsu and go man that was so hard but actually what you did was you lay on the ground and you got crushed so it was hard as in you took a lot of spiritually spiritually ego ego your ego died a little which is good spiritually but you walk away from that class feeling like a crumpled Coke can, but your energy expenditure wasn't necessarily that high. So this can result in people not necessarily uh, having an honest gauge of where they're at. And then there's other times when you roll, you go so hard, you're sweating like crazy, and then you come off the mats and you feel great and you're full of adrenaline, but you're not necessarily that hungry because you've got a lot of adrenaline in your system and it suppresses your appetite. And then you get home and you're really tired and maybe you feel a bit lazy and you don't really cook a dinner and you just, I don't know, have cereal for dinner or whatever it might be. And really your body at that time needs a lot more for you to be able to bounce back and do that the next day. And I, I think I see it all the time with people just training hard but they're not eating to support that level of training. Yeah, and I think um, I think that we could say, like, uh, on a general level, like in society, for for a lot of people, if you're living in a city, you're hustling, you're training late at night, you're working big hours through the day, you're getting up early, hustling off to work. You, most people under eat anyway. Yes. So then you add jujitsu on top of that, and then you're double fucked. 
So right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh, I, for me, the, the the main thing that I see when I talk to folks is like, you know, I'm talking with jujitsu people. Oh, I'm tired. And recovery's not where it could be. I ask them if they eat breakfast, and often it's like, oh, like I have a coffee before I leave the house, and then I get to work. I do a couple of hours, and then like I have a sandwich, and then you know, and I'm like. That is like there is no meal there. There needs yes. to be a, a nourishing meal, yes. and then we're not saying this is. We'll talk about this later. Like meal timing, like doesn't necessarily have to be at breakfast time, but really you should be having some kind of square meal yep. for breakfast, uh, and that is that part of your day. Then when you get to lunch, you're doing that same thing again. Sure, and then at dinner time, you're doing that same thing again. So skipping meals uh, is really I would say it's quite like epidemic within jiu-jitsu culture yes and people try and dress it up as intermittent fasting and that just ain't real <laughs> you're not intentionally doing anything <laughs> that's exactly right now let's let's like I think the elephant in the room when you're talking about under eating is um, what about people who are overweight sure so you got you know it's very common right you sort of training jiu-jitsu want to get a bit fitter lose a bit of weight um, for someone who is overweight where does this discussion of, hey, you need to eat more, where does that fit in for them? Well, look, metabolically, guys, the thing that takes the biggest energy in your day, even if you ran a marathon, and I've done that, and that sucks. You ran That's, a marathon? I ran a marathon back in 2009. Holy shit. I was trying to get ready for Worlds, and I was like, how could I be the fittest I could be? You know, like, what would that take? And at that time, I was, uh, I was training – I was as a personal trainer was training a bunch of triathletes and they were talking to me about their running volume. And I'd never run really more than say 10 Ks at best. And I was like, these guys aren't that tough. I could do that. And uh, yeah, I set myself this goal and uh, I was like, well, if I can run a marathon, most jujitsu guys can't run a marathon. I've got to be the fittest. You know, anyway, that's, anyway. Did you win worlds? I didn't win, I didn't win worlds. <laughs> I got triangled second round. <laughs> <laughs> but that was like yeah, it's lack about of, the journey, right, guys? Man, it was the lack of jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that said, like um, metabolically, look, I, I have this. People say this all the time, and this is just a misnomer. Like, is this type of food, is this thing good for weight loss? You're missing the point. To lose weight, you have to be in deficit. But also understand that eating metabolically requires energy. Breaking down protein requires energy. So it's actually good for your metabolism to eat food regularly. Like this is an important part of getting things going. And what a lot of people don't realize is if you're chronically overweight, your metabolism is kind of suppressed. It's actually harder to get it up, harder to get it going. And also, if you don't eat breakfast, you get immunosuppressed. There was a study done probably 20 years ago was saying people who skip breakfast are more likely to get sick. And also, the first thing you put in your mouth first thing in the morning sets up your nervous system. So don't get me wrong, guys. I love my caffeine, but I get up extra early so I can eat my Greek yogurt, have my protein and have my fat in my stomach and digest it as well as being hydrated. I don't have my first coffee up until an hour after I've get, gotten up. So I'll get up at 4.30. I'll get up at 4. I'm still having a coffee at bloody 5 a.m., 5.30 in the morning, but I've already been up for an hour. I've already digested I'm already in a healthy space digestively. For a lot of you out there, if you're waking up late, you're rushing off to work and you're not prepared, you're not setting your metabolism up well. So if your goal is to lose weight, if you are overweight, eating breakfast will actually help you on the right track to losing weight. 
Yeah, the, the other part of that is that what happens when we when we don't eat, right? So it, it's a very simple um, calculation that someone would make. Like, well, I want to lose weight, so I'm not going to eat. And you're like, okay, that does make sense because we know that being in a calorie deficit is what allows us to lose weight. However, what happens uh, later in your day when you do that is you get ridiculously fucking hungry. You start to make irrational poor decisions. Mm. And that's when you reach for things that are not as healthy. So by setting yourself up with a, a square meal. When we say square, it's like it's got a good serving of protein, it's got some carbohydrates and it's got some fats, and it's got some vegetables. You nourish the body and that then means that you are well-fueled and uh, in a good headspace for, you know, whatever, four to five hours until you get to lunchtime and then you repeat the same thing again. And it means that if you do that on a daily basis over weeks, months, you are making... Uh, you are not making the poor decisions. Making better decisions consistently. Making better decisions consistently. And if you are eating adequate protein, you're giving yourself enough protein to support the growth of muscle, which helps you to stay lean. Indeed. Whereas if you are starving yourself, chances are you're going to be reaching for higher fat foods, higher carbohydrate foods, and that's not going to assist in growing muscle, and that's just going to assist in more fat storage. So um, we'll talk about the recommendations on it, but getting a solid serve of protein at all of your meals will one, enable you to make less poor decisions, but two, enable you to grow more muscle mass, which is going to help you to stay leaner. Yeah. And even if you're not interested in growing muscle, just repair muscle, you break muscle down every single day. And this is the thing, like protein is the hardest thing to digest. So actually metabolically is better for you. Like you actually have to work harder to break it down. So you burn more energy eating protein. Like people are like, oh, I have some celery. It's like calorie negative. <laughs> That's actually kind of useless. I mean, look, there's a couple of minerals in celery, but like, let, let's, let's keep it real. The other thing is, and this, this is another study that was done more recently that showed people who didn't eat before exercise had lower exercise intensity. They actually had less fuel to work with. Now, the meal you eat the night before is the sugar that's in your muscles the next day. It's the sugar that's in your liver the next day, right? So keep that in mind. But- if you have to train early in the morning, say you do morning jujitsu class, like this morning I was teaching jujitsu, I always make sure I have something before I come, I get up early. I know plenty of people who are literally rolling out of bed, they're not even having a coffee, they're rolling up on the mat and they haven't even got water in their system. And this means very low quality jujitsu. If you just get up half an hour earlier, have a snack, it could be really light and have some water to have that in your system, your body's going to function better. You will get more out of what you're doing. Your quality goes up. Second big mistake, people who avoid carbohydrates. Yeah. and I, look, What's the deal with that? Look, I, I think it's been stigmatized. Carbs have been stigmatized. And sure, we understand that eating really simple sugars isn't necessarily the best thing for us. They're not that great for our teeth, like eating candy and stuff like that. But essentially, you know, carbohydrates themselves aren't a problem. And we need it for our brain to work. So this is something that a lot of us don't necessarily know. Your brain cannot use fat as energy. It can't cross the blood-brain barrier, but glucose can. So if you're really low on carbs, because the common thing is like, oh, I'm cutting weight, man. I've got to cut out my carbs. And sure, if you reduce carbohydrate, you're going to retain less water and maybe that helps you somehow. It will not increase your ability to learn. We need a good amount Because your of- brain's fried. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, there's no fuel for the brain. Yeah. So we need that fuel to learn. And jujitsu is complicated, right? We've got a lot of stuff yeah, to learn. very cognitive. Very cognitive and also very energetic. It requires a lot of freaking energy, especially if you're trying to get Johnny old mate 120 kilos off side control. There's a lot of uh, blood glucose required. 
Yeah, look, I think if you if you look at a lot of the people where the the low carbohydrate sort of mantra is coming from, um, it it tends to come from people who are doing things like, uh, like say uh, if we take what's his name, the other bulletproof guy, David Asprey, yes, the bulletproof executive, for, yeah, does the bulletproof coffee, that whole guy. Um, he, you know, he's like, don't eat carbs, eat protein, eat fat. But he also like he's a biohacker. He doesn't train. No, but if you and see he, his recent interview. Looks like he hasn't been sticking that low carb diet. <laughs> yeah, okay. But so the but so you know s- similar kind of thing. Like if you're if you are just a bodybuilder and you're getting ready for competition and you're just pushing weights in the gym and you're struggling through to get to the lowest level of body fat you can. Okay, yeah, maybe reducing carbohydrates can be effective in that situation. But if you're training jujitsu where you require sixty to ninety minutes of really high intensity output three to five times a week. Yes. You require fuel and carbohydrates are the best fuel. There is no better fuel source for that kind of activity than carbohydrates. And the science supports that wherever you look. Um, it's very funny to me if you ever followed the paleo movement. Mm. Um, I can't remember his name right right now. Uh, Rob, the guy that wrote- Rob the, Wolf. Rob Wolf, yes. right? Wrote the Paleo Solution. as interesting book back in the day. Um, was basically a low-carb Bible. Yes. And then you hear Rob Wolf talk these days and he's been in jiu-jitsu for quite a few years. And maybe he's a blue belt now, whatever. And he's like, yeah, so I'm actually getting a little bit more carbs in my diet. I'm eating some grains. And you're like, dude, it's because you were like doing some CrossFit before, yeah. doing these little five-minute workouts. Now you're training something that requires more energy. And all of a sudden, like everything you said in your book is no longer correct. Yeah, you it's know, contingent. It's just, yeah, so um, don't have to eat a fuckload of them, but eat carbs. Agreed. All right. Um, Third big mistake is immature eating. And what we're talking about here is people who are like adults, but still eat like a fucking teenager. <laughs> it, it can happen. And look, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be full disclosure here. I feel like uh, Joey is speaking to me somewhat um, because sometimes when we go for breakfast, I will order- A like, hamburger. Uh, basically a hamburger <laughs> with a hash brown on it. Um, Which is a breakfast chip. Yeah, it's a, it is. It's Let's chips, call it what it is. It's, it's chips, chips for, for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, sure. But that's the thing. I'm. I, I'll be 100 percent honest. I'm not eating for weight loss. No, you know. You know what like, you can get away yeah. with. And, and I, know, I know my macros. I can look at that and I can go. This is like 500, 600 calories right here. I yeah. can know that off the top of my head. But then also, I know I might not eat for the next five hours. So that suits me. You know, if I'm busy, like I need to get a bunch of calories in right now because I know I'm not eating again till two o'clock. Whereas for someone else, they may not be as obsessive as I am to know there's this much fat, this much protein, blah, blah, blah. You might just be like, oh man, I'm really hungry after jujitsu and I'm really thirsty. I'll, I'll get a Slurpee and hey man, if I get a Slurpee, I'll get a Snickers for an extra dollar. Oh yeah. Oh, tasty. Well, I've just, I've earned it. Uh, have you? Good question. Yeah, I think that the immature eating thing uh, I find is one, people who refuse to, to understand how to cook food Yes, and and I think that you just—it's just this universal obligation you have that once you're an adult, which whatever that age is—is is it eighteen? Is it twenty? I don't know. Once you fucking leave home, mm. you should know how to cook food. Yeah, uh, and if you don't know how to cook food, basic shit: cook some rice, roast some sweet potato, slow cook a fucking lamb shoulder in a in a slow cooker. Right, yeah. as easy as the, it gets. The slow cooker is honestly like the dumb man's best friend. It absolutely you can't is. burn it. Like, no, that's right. And the it's delicious you leave it, every fucking time. The better it is. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and all you gotta do is press on. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but if you refuse to do that, then you are basically putting the fate of your body composition and your energy levels and your general health into the hands of 
cafes and fast food eateries and whatever the fuck's on the shelf at the service station. Yes. Uh, or when you go back to mum's house. And it's like, well, where does that end? Does it, does it end when you get married to someone that does know how to cook? Or do you just turn into a, do you just become overweight? You know, and is, is that just your, is that just what's happening? Cause you're just eating high calorie foods. I mean, we all know that companies that are making the foods that are available in those places, uh, like supermarkets, shops, service stations, they don't have our best interests at heart, right? No. You, so you can make good choices and you can make bad choices. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't know how to cook and you refuse to understand and, and prep your own food, you are putting yourself in a situation where you are going to be making poor decisions. Yeah. And look, I would say, this is just me personally, because I like to go as hard as I can on every weekday. I, I'm more balanced than I used to be. Cooking on the weekend, like doing a food prep day, and this isn't like, oh, you've got to be a bodybuilder and you've got to have this much sweet potato, blah, blah, blah. I'm not about that. Literally, just on a Sunday, taking a few extra hours to roast some veggies, cook up a big batch of bolognese or a soup or a goulash or whatever it might be. Pre goulash. Ooh, yeah, I have a, a Polish partner, so goulash is in the equation. And that said, I'm very fortunate that she loves to cook, but for the longest time, the food prep thing is big for me because I don't want to make that decision when I come home and I'm tired. I want to have the food there so I can just get it and eat well that night before I go to bed. So if that's the thing that's holding you back, guys, if you're like, man, I come home from training and I'm wrecked, I haven't got any energy to make dinner, you need to just cut out a little bit of time in the week, whenever it is, it could be a Saturday, it could be a Sunday, your day off, where you just make two or three things in a big enough batch that it's there for you. So if you haven't got that time at night, you're not making poor decisions based on being tired. You made a good decision when you were rested to save you problems later and making bad food choices. Yeah, 100%. And I think like these days you can even, and I, don't, I wouldn't hate on this, if you were like, whatever, you don't get that done. There are so many companies out there that oh. can provide good quality, like decent quality meals. Pre-prepared. Right, like muscle chef, muscle meals, all that stuff. Um, Buy fucking 10 meals yeah. at the beginning of the week and have them there and that's your lunches and dinners for the week. Yes. And then make your breakfasts. No also, excuse. You know, like just make it work, but don't leave it up to the last minute. Because yeah. you, man, I think about the old days when I'd be coming home from training late at night, mm. wrecked, and it's like, ooh, what's open up on Bondi Road? Yeah. It's like burger place, yeah. like f- fucking fried chicken or something. Sure. You know, and you're in your 20s, you're going to eat that fried chicken. Yeah, 100%. Right? Um, I'm in my 30s, I might eat that fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> For breakfast. For breakfast. Um, all right, and then last piece here, and, and yeah, we, got, we, we could go on for days. Fad diets, people following fad diets. Yeah. What are some key fad diets people might be following? Keto. Keto. Straight out the gate. Paleo. Paleo, look, you know, paleo isn't fad, it's kind of, but I'm saying that it's not as helpful for jiu-jitsu as it sounds. What about uh, vegan, veganism? I'd say veganism for a lot of people is a fad. It is a fad, definitely. Look, vegetarianism is far more sustainable and I'm not going to get into the ethics of this because I will actually be having an in-depth talk with my man, Jeremy Skinner. Shout out, uh, ethical eating cat, uh, leg locker extraordinaire. Uh, We're going to, not debate, but we're going to discuss... Uh, vegetarian, vegan diet for athletes. Mm. Um, veganism is a v- big challenge to get your nutritional bases covered, and 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 I'm. It can be done. It can be done. But it can it's be hard. done. Yeah, you got to be so very proactive. So proactive because you just got to know food. You got to be prepping all the time, and you got to eat so much. Yeah, that's a tough choice. So if you make that choice, I mean, credit to you. But maybe you're not necessarily covering your bases. The other thing I see, like uh, in line with say keto is people like 
smashing huge amounts of protein and huge amounts of, say, amino acids. And let me tell you, as someone who's spent a lot of time consuming aminos, it's not as helpful as it seems. And if you have too much, it can result in diarrhea and abdominal cramps and all kinds of problems because not everyone digests aminos that well. My tolerance is pretty good and I've pushed the limit on that. And I'm telling you, the research shows it's not going to help you gain. It just stops you from regressing. Yes, it is good for recovery to an extent, but you might see some of your favorite crossfitters, bodybuilders, powerlifters chugging amino acids while they're working out. But that's not when they are doing super high intense activities. They're just kind of wandering around the gym, drinking aminos. Don't drink amino acids while you're rolling. Yeah, the, the fad diet thing, I think um, they can all work. And here's the thing is that you, you meet someone that's like, man, veganism changed my life. I feel great. And it's very easy to be like, fuck, you know what? I'm going to give that a go because like, yeah. this person's obviously had a really good experience. It doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And so I think the, the big takeaway uh, about this fad piece from us is that, yes, they can work, but typically they are harder and, and harder to sustain. They're harder to manage and harder to sustain on a long-term basis. So instead of jumping on a fad bandwagon, which tends to have some kind of short-lived motivation for folks, if you can build a solid foundation, which is understanding protein, carbs, fat, eating a little bit of everything, cooking regularly, having a good relationship with food, hydration, like if you can do this foundation well, that's like 99% of what you learn itself. And then you almost have earned the right to have a play around with, hey, I'm going to try this fucking carnivore thing that Mr. Rogan keeps telling me about because sounds cool. Mm. But if you're going into those things without any foundation, you're probably going to crash and burn. And uh, that's going to result in you just re- recovering like shit, putting on more weight, not being as strong as you wish you could be and not, uh, not optimizing your time spent on the mats. And maybe getting injured. Maybe getting injured. God forbid. Yeah. All right. So covered a lot of ground there. We want to finish just with a few key takeaways of, of what we would recommend, uh, uh, you know, in addition to what we've mentioned already. Um, so first one was three square meals. Yes. Uh, if you're trying to lose weight, the meals can be smaller. If you're trying to gain weight, the meals can be bigger. Can you have snacks? Of course you can have snacks. Sure. But have three square meals in the day. I'm currently uh, going through a little bit of a cutting phase, so I'm dropping a little bit of body weight. So I'm having three square meals, but I don't start those meals until lunchtime. Yeah. It's just what I'm doing. Sure. So I kind of fast up until lunchtime, but then I will have essentially three meals and one snack, or like one you know, snacky meal, a piece of fruit and a protein shake, all within, you know, sort of eight hours. So you do what you want. Um, don't eat right before training. Yeah, look, I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make because they're just rushing to get to jiu-jitsu, right? Like just getting to the mat is the, 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 you know, the battle. And then they're like, oh man, like I'll stop at the server, I'll fill up, oh, I'll just have a protein bar. Man, that's actually going to result in like harder training. When, when I'm training, like if I know, for example, I'm, I'm going to go train uh, with Joe or I'm, I'm going to a new gym and it's going to be tough, uh, I make sure that I'm much more organized with my food. So what that means is I will have uh, like a small amount of protein and carbohydrates two hours out from training. And I, I, let, I want to have like gastric emptying. So the time it takes for your stomach to actually empty to go to the small intestine is approximately 90 minutes depending on the complexity of the meal. You don't want to have a full stomach when you're training because it's literally like trying to hold a 10 kilo dumbbell in your guts while exercising. You don't need that. Also, hydration. This is like one of the biggest things. And is, is that our next point? No, no, continue. Uh, so um, I actually have a hydration routine, which actually uh, I got from a tennis coach. 
And uh, yeah, it's just because those guys play for hours and hours and hours. But basically, I think a lot of people do not think about their hydration and people are thirsty and dehydrated after warm-up. You see people get through warm-up and they're running to the drink bottle, right? Because they, they didn't hydrate. So making sure that you get a liter of water- And you just fucking shown major weakness on the mask. <laughs> like Weak. Thirsty. Thirsty. We'll do the first round together. <laughs> <laughs> Mental weakness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like ideally um, having a liter of water before you get to the mat, however you space that out, is super key for you having a much better training experience. JT and I both do this. Get yourself a big water bottle. Big. Carry yes. a big water bottle. This thing holds two liters. I drink it at least once a day, probably it and a half. Uh, mm. If I carry a lot of water, I'm inclined to drink a lot of water. Yeah. If I got a small little water bottle, I'd probably smash it and then not fill it up and Correct. inclined to drink less. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, protein recommendation. General recommendation for folks is between one and a half to two, kilog- uh, to two grams of protein per kilogram of body mass. Yes. So let's put that in perspective. Uh, JT weighs 90? Uh, yeah, about 90. So say 90 kilos. So if we're saying uh, one and a half to two grams, if he was eating one and a half grams to 90 kilos, that would be 90 plus 45. It's 135 up to 180 grams of protein per day. Yes. So you can use apps, you can use MyFitnessPal, whatever. If you don't have any understanding of how much protein that is, you can use the apps, track your food for a little while, start to get an intuitive awareness of how much it is and base the rest of your food around that. Okay, you're hitting a protein target. This is a big win. And just on that, guys, you should just know that there's only a certain amount of protein in something you're eating. So if you eat 100 grams of steak, there is only possibly- It's not 100% protein. It's not 100 grams of protein. Yeah. You know, so yeah, there is that. So if you are trying to get 30 grams of that meal, you might need to eat 150 grams. That's right. Whatever it might be. Um, Shitloads of vegetables. Oh, yes. Uh, Fiber and nutrients. I mean, there's a lot of people out there pumping multivitamins, multiminerals, tablets. And there's people eating just fucking meat. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, essentially, like enzymatically, there are things in vegetables that allow you to get access digestively to other foods whether it be, you know, vitamin B, vitamin C, iron, zinc, calcium, magnesium, all these things are found like, yes, you can find many of them in meat, but you need to be able to break the meat down. What you need is not only digestive enzymes from your body, but to facilitate that is enzymes from plants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for that's a huge takeaway just in general is like, particularly when you are becoming quite protein centric with your eating and you're like, oh, I've got to get enough protein. The boys told me I've got to eat two grams per kilogram body weight. It's like, yeah, but you've got to eat enough vegetables as well. And really to track that, if you're like, uh, what am I, I'm like 87 kilos, I'm trying to eat 40 grams of fiber a day. Yes. It's a fuckload of vegetables. It's a lot. <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm smashing veggies, breakfast, lunch, and dinner yeah. just to get, you know, salads, roasted vegetables, like really quite a lot. And when you do it, you feel better. Yeah. Like if you're not eating vegetables, start to feel a little bit like shit. I feel a bit flat, to be honest. Yes. So really important, get your protein, but also make sure you're getting a lot of veggies in. Definitely. Um, And then the last one was water, which we already touched on. Yeah, definitely. And look, I I think the other other aside on that is like, I'm a guy who sweats a lot. Like I, you know, I'm sweating right now. Uh, (laughs) Just getting enthusiastic. Um, Part of what happens is if I just drink water by itself, I tend to just go to the toilet a lot. What I always do, guys, it's just me, and you can use whatever brand you like. Um, I'm not sponsored by these guys. Um, Hydrolyte. I will take a, uh, an electrolyte supplement in my water to make sure I keep it. So that's like a small amount of sodium, small amount of magnesium, bit of potassium, which actually means the water goes into my cells. 
It's not just hanging out my bloodstream, waiting to either get sweated out or peed out, so to speak. So I make sure that I do that in the morning and I'll double up on that before training. That's just, that's just me, guys. But I think what you will find is that adding in a few more minerals will actually help you use the water that you're ingesting. You're not just going to be going to the toilet, you know, 10 times a day. Love it. Um, we'll wrap it there. Cool. Guys, I'm sure there's some questions off the back of that. If you do have questions for us, throw them at our Instagram account. Uh, it's at Bulletproof for BJJ. Um, also get onto our Facebook group, which is Bulletproof for BJJ community. And JT and I are interacting there on a weekly basis. So you can throw the questions up there. But if there's something you want to ask about the nutrition piece or just relevant to any part of jiu-jitsu and you want us to talk about it, we'd be more than happy to. So please throw it our way. Definitely. And if you guys have any points of interest, questions, topics that you would like us to address here on the podcast, please hit us up on any of those platforms and we will factor it into the schedule to make sure you guys get the info you need. Um, program bulletproof for BJJ.com. One week free trial. Give it a go. Use the code bulletproof10 to get a 10% discount. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thank you, Joey. Cheers, bro.